The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf, and co-host, Keith Campagna. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization, and for all our followers on Googleization Nation. Uh, we continue to hope that you, your teams, your families are safe, staying healthy, and practicing distancing prevention. Can't say that. Uh, while we still have a few weeks to go, um, it's somewhat good news. Uh, it looks like we're starting to uh, see some progress, uh, whether you want to use the terms flatten the curve or reach the apex or whatever it is. Uh, we do seem to be winning in this war, seeing some daylight uh, for COVID-19. Uh, that means that business will be able to resume soon. We don't have a date. But if anyone thinks that business will resume as usual, that we're going back to the way it was, uh, all you had to do is listen to Dr. Fauci um, earlier in the week. And he said that anybody who thinks that we're going back to pre-coronavirus life um, is going to miss the boat. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, business will be anything but usual going forward. Uh, the road back uh, will be a little bit bumpy, trying, challenging uh, uncertain, um, but we're here to help you do that. And for that, we have today a, um, I, I called it on LinkedIn, if anybody saw my post, uh, we got a rock star guest. Um, Mike Clark uh, is coming to us from an organization that I'm sure most people have probably heard about at one time or another called Gallup. And uh, we're going to be reaching into Mike's brain and, and Mike's um, organization. Um, we're going to be talking about what they're finding out. Uh, what are some of the things that employees, what do your workers want and what do they need right now? Uh, what should you be providing them? What's the future look like? Um, they, they've got, uh, we, could, we can be on for days going off over some of their data, but um, so it, it's going to be fun. Um, and we're both, I know Keith and I are both chomping, up, up, chomping at the bit to hear what Mike has to share. Before we do that, I just want to run through a couple things here, a little housekeeping. Uh, of course, we've got to thank Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions. Again, uh, they are our sponsors each and every week, and we appreciate them for a lot allowing us to bring you Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Uh, you'll hear from them in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, we are live today, so if you have any questions, uh, you can go up to the w4cy.com website, um, chat with us, send a chat in. We'll, we'll do our best to get to those during the show. Uh, we are live, uh, so you can actually call 561-621-6239. Uh, that's 561-623-9429. Uh, again, if we can get, uh, we'll get as many as we can. Uh, any, many of the questions that uh, you have uh, is answered. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet to Googleization Nation, I hope you will. Uh, we're, we've got about a thousand members. Uh, we, we're, we're on an exponential curve. We almost doubled in the last month. 
so that's that's a lot of fun. Uh, it's free. Uh, doesn't cost you anything to join. Send out a lot of updates and resources, uh, and uh, we're getting great response. So all you need to do is go to Googleization Nation. Dot com. That's GoogleizationNation.com. Or if you got a phone handy, uh, type to 64600. That's 64000. Uh, G Nation. That's G as in Google. G Nation to 64600. You can text me and uh, you'll automatically be subscribed. Uh, still got my book. Uh, you still can get a free copy of my new book, second edition of Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. Um, you can go to join.googleizationnation.com. Oh, what else? Um, oh, uh, speaking of in the age of Googleization, a lot of my speaking engagements are now virtual. Um, so appropriate for a topic such as recruiting in the age of Googleization. Uh, next week, next Tuesday, I'll be talking to uh, the Delaware County SHRM chapter. Uh, they're doing their first virtual meeting. Uh, so if you're interested in that, uh, all you have to do is uh, message me on LinkedIn or Twitter or, or go up to geekskeezersgoogleization.com, send the message, and I'll get you the information. Uh, and then the following week, Sherm Talent, uh, they converted their meeting to virtual as well. So won't be in, in sunny Florida, won't be in Orlando, won't be at Disney, uh, just be in uh, Wingap, PA. Uh, broadcasting, uh, but we're doing uh, how to Google proof your recruitment marketing and how appropriate is that in this time? A lot of companies were caught off guard, not working in the digital age. So, Keith, what have you been doing, my man, on the other end of the county? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or you're in another county, I think. I got to tell you, um, before, yeah, I'm in the, uh, the, yeah, the other side of the valley, right? Um, you know, Ira, it's been a pretty wild week, just like everyone else, I suspect. One of the things I've been doing is really kind of connecting with a lot of our prior guests. And I want to remind the audience, if you check out our link, Ira's LinkedIn feed, my LinkedIn feed, you know, we've had some remarkable people come on and it seems like they're just getting more and more, um, more and more remarkable. You know, we've got Rob Kelly, who's put together a, a list that's free to use and he's essentially allowing the people within our LinkedIn networks to connect whether or not you're a company that's hiring or you're an individual that was that has a lot of career success but just was laid off due to the coronavirus. So there's a lot of opportunity growing and even um, Jason from last week, we have uh, the I have the calming the chaos. Um, basically it's a 10 day, automated messaging system that reaches out to you in the morning, shares a good idea. A lot of stress is going on right now on an individual basis. A lot of people feel more isolated than they have in a long time. And so it's wild to see that the people that we've had on the show coming back to the show and, and trying to help out our audience. So please, you know, that's, that's one of the things I've noticed. You know, and, and and when we look, when we go back and, and look at some of the guests, um, so many of the topics, it looks like we were doing a pre-pandemic planning. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're talking about mindfulness. Uh, we were talking about uh, with uh, uh, Aaron Michelson. We were talking about kindness, compassion, empathy, emotional intelligence. Um, all these things were what we need now. There are all the tools in the toolkit that people should have been listening to and, and building and growing. And uh, all of a sudden they went and just like the shopping 
Mark, you know, just like toilet paper, right? <laughs> they, they, when they needed them, they went to the shelves and they were empty. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, it's, it's been great. So you're, you're right. And I know you've been reaching out. I've been, I've been keeping in touch and uh, everybody's doing a heck of a good job out there. Um, one last thing before we bring Mike on, obviously uh, we definitely want to get to him. Um, if anyone is looking for a virtual speaker, uh, Keith and I are happy to help. Uh, we got our favorite topics you know, yeah. certainly about, uh, you know, recruiting in the age you know, from recruiting in the age of Googleization to what the future of work is going to be. How, uh, I'm, I've been spending a lot of time on um, what what the resumption of work, how, what what is business going to look like? Uh, it's not, and as I said, it's not going to be business as usual. It's going to be business as unusual. Yeah. Uh, what's that going to look like when people get back? And you've got uh, uh, life work integration and your ROI. Uh, people are going to be investing in a lot of new technologies these days. And uh, you know how do how do they measure uh, you know, how do they measure the ROI on that? So, anybody's interested, just reach out to us. Uh, we're happy to do it, and and we're certainly in that living in that digital world. And one one last thing, real quick, uh, the my website's been redone. So for those of you interested, uh, check out keithcompagna.com. Uh, that's something that I forgot last week to mention because again, another great guest talking. It's amazing how fast it goes by. Let's get Mike on. Let's bring Mike on. Yeah, sure. As I said, I don't think Gallup needs an introduction to anybody. Um, that's probably living and breathing these days. Uh, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him. I, I, I when I was writing up. I said this to Mike on the right before the show. When I was writing this up, I, I was going to say, "What what does Gallup do?" And they do the Gallup poll. And I don't. Even, I, I'm not even sure the last time they used the Gallup poll, but I've been around long <laughs> enough to, to remember that one happened. Uh, but Gallup's, um, you know, a, a global organization does amazing work. Um, even if you're not sure who Gallup was, you've probably been touched by them in one way or another. Uh, and Mike has been, uh, he's the regional business development consultant, works uh, primarily with uh, Gallup's clients out in the western part of the state, uh, of our state, uh, Pittsburgh area. Uh, and he's got a, a great background. So, Mike, welcome to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Yeah, th thanks a lot, both of you. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I get that a lot. Uh, every time I'm talking to a client, they think I'm the person coming to take a political poll uh, with them or, or try to ask them political questions. But yes, that is one side of our business. We actually started in 1935. So, um, well, I wasn't uh, we around when you're first, I wasn't yeah. around now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we predicted, uh, a, a lot of presidential, um, elections and that's kind of like how we got our name in, 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 in high regards. And one of the key things is Democrats and Republicans always tried to get us to do polls and we're, we're non-political, uh, so that's always been a big key thing that why everyone knows that our uh, polls are very fair and equitable. So um, about, uh, I'd so, say 1990. So, anyway, I, I'm going to interrupt you, Mike, because this is probably going to lead into that next question. Hopefully it is. Uh, but we just got a question from Lacey. Uh, she says, is Gallup still around and in business? <laughs> <laughs> yes, full, full tilt. We have uh, we have 2,000 employees. Um we probably got about 30 to 40 locations and and it's good that you mentioned global because a lot of people think US but we're a global organization so a lot of our business is actually in in Asia so we we felt that we felt this hurt well before the US uh felt it um with everything going on but yeah about 1990 we started a work the, the easiest way to know this is it's called workplace analytics that is our key 
word, I guess, is workplace analytics. So we really concentrate, uh, three-fourths of our business is concentrating on employee engagement in businesses and getting employee engagement higher in organizations. Our CEO and our philosophy really believes that if we get higher engaged employees in these companies, we're going to be able to naturally increase ROI, our ROI, naturally increase the productivity. And, um, you know, I don't want to jump into ten different tangents, but, you know, I was with a, a, uh, a CEO about a month ago, and he's a $10 million company. And I asked him, I said, he's like, Mike, I don't really believe in this employee engagement stuff. He's like, if I want to buy, if I want to um, increase my ROI, I'll just acquire another company. And that's kind of like the old way of thinking. Our new way of thinking is, hey, let's get better engaged employees and you will be able to increase your productivity inside your organization tenfold just by having higher engaged employees. So um, that's kind of like our focus. Uh, we have a lot of tools out there that we use. Um, a lot of social media is like big now. So we're doing, uh, we actually do a summit once a year where we bring in all kinds of people. Uh, we're doing a lot of stuff on LinkedIn, a lot of stuff on Facebook for our, for our groups. And we actually have coaches. We have a coaching community out there of probably about 2,000 coaches that actually, I don't want to call them our disciples, but they're not employees of Gallup, <laughs> but they're actually coaches that go out there and do, do, our, do our legwork for us. Um, and just, just so everyone knows, I am a full employee of uh, Gallup. I I get paid on a W two from Gallup. A lot of a lot of people don't know that Gallup actually has a lot of employees out there. So, yeah, that's that. That's my um, my what I get basically paid to do is open doors for Gallup. Uh, about five years ago, they had a change in philosophy, where they only did they only did business with companies that did one billion dollars in revenue. So your big time companies of the world. Those are the only companies Gallup did, and they had a change in marketing philosophy. Hence, that's why they hired me and a hundred other people in the largest cities in the entire world to really go down, be like pound the pavement. I call it. I'm I'm the liaison between the website and uh, and our clients because back in the day, all they did was the clients would have to buy it off the website. There was no there's no Mike Clark's out there kind of having calls with clients and and um, well now I'm not doing any face to face meetings, but a lot of virtual virtual learning, a lot of meetings that way. So, so, so that sort of tees up the, the next part. I know, Mike, you, you because of, the, of that, uh, you talk to 10, 15 people a day, leaders a day, probably more than that, but you, you're, you're talking to business people uh, and leaders in the community. What are what are they saying? I mean, we're we're in the midst of this. You know, what's on their mind? What are the what are their worries? What are they addressing? How are you helping them? Uh, so, what what are, what's the, what are those conversations like with those uh, you know dozen or so people? Yeah, and and the biggest thing that I found out there's there's been a couple things, but number one is some of these bigger time organizations and even the smaller ones they did not have a plan to, uh, I'll, I'll give you one example, just like contract, signing a contract. You believe it or not, but some of these companies don't even have DocuSign set up where they can't even sign contracts over a website and they have to have a face-to-face meeting to get a, to get a signature contract. I mean, in this day and age, I'm, I was blown away by that, but it's a good 10 to 20% that I'm talking to that just the going to remote workforce was another big thing where Internally, they did not have the technology or I don't even say the bandwidth with the Internet, but not even having their companies get a, um, 
and a laptop. You know, I have a, I have a friend that works for a big time education company and they weren't even providing him a laptop. He had to go out and buy a laptop. I mean, these are just little things that I have talked to CEOs that they just didn't some, I'm not saying all of them, but some of them did not have a plan in place for, I don't call it disaster recovery, but how to go from virtual from on site to virtual was a big thing. And that, that's one of the things I'm very proud of at Gallup. We, we have transitioned all our on, on-site classes, and we're talking uh, five to ten on-site classes all over the world a week, and we've had to virtually – we had to transition them to virtual in a matter of two weeks. So I think that's the biggest takeaway that what I'm seeing is I, I think, change, I think cha- things have changed forever. I think you're exactly right, Ira. Um, we have a stat out there that uh, remote working went from 43% to 47% in the last five years. That number is actually going to be even more. And if CEOs and companies aren't prepared to take this uh, remote working serious, and that's the way of the future, that's probably my biggest takeaway that I'm finding. um, It goes 50-50. I'll talk to one client that has everything set, and they've had a great transition. And then the next, next half hour, I'm talking to another client where they didn't have anything ready. Um, you know, they didn't have, uh, the other big key part of this is their technology department internally, just not having the right people in place to have a, a technology plan, uh, is, is, is what I'm seeing out there. And Mike, you know, that's something that I've been preaching for a while now and it's the, and we see it almost, uh, every other week, right, Ira, in terms of just the current state of businesses to think that we were we were promoting and Gallup promotes this idea of think ahead, try to get ahead of the curve, even if it's just a year, like think that far ahead. And now the time ran out. And now we're at a time where employee engagement was at an all-time high in terms of need. Now we're talking about decentralized employment, which is to say people are going to be isolated. They're going to want to be engaged. They're going to need technology to do that. So it's almost like I I get the sense that there's like this big learning curve that's going to come. But then after maybe a few years, we'll be fully established in the new work world. Yes, I I definitely agree with that. And uh, uh, fortunately for me, I've been working remotely for about five years, but I'm I'm talking to a lot of colleagues, not even inside Gallup, but just uh, with the 10 to 15 organizations that I talked to and they, they just weren't prepared to have so many people working from home and, and dealing with what you're talking about, Keith. I mean, that, that is a huge isolation. Like you can't go around the water cooler and talk about the weekend or heck we can't even talk about sports nowadays. So, I mean, these are all things that when you're in an office, you can kind of like just relate with somebody And, and, and believe me, working from home, that's probably been my biggest thing was, just getting some social interaction. You know, my, my wife used to tell me like, Mike, you got to get out, like take somebody out to lunch or go do something because well, you, you know, you need, uh, especially being in sales. And, and I know, I know Keith, uh, bef- prior to this, that that's, that's like in our DNA, you need that social interaction. And, and there's not a class out there. Like I haven't seen anybody come up and say, here's the blueprint for someone that has a very outgoing personality to sit behind the desk and talk, uh, virtually all day. There's not, you know, there's no uh, table contents or or, uh, book out there. And this is not a small element. This is like not saying like, hey, should we put TVs up in the in the lunchroom? This is like a legitimate challenge if you're not at all prepared. Yes. 
and and in, in personality way, I don't want to get into the strengths assessment with the, what we do with the strengths, but personality traits are certain people that really need that social interaction a day and they're going to be much more engaged when they're they're having that so i can't wait to see some studies after this i i hope i i know gout's working on some studies like i i have some numbers later in this conversation i can kind of talk to talk about but there's going to be some interesting things especially you know i'm very interested with that remote workforce um kind of number because like I said, it went from 43% to 47% in four years. Now, everyone doesn't think that's a huge number, but 4% of the U.S. working population is a huge number. To move that from 43 to 47% is unbelievable. And I would say in the next year or two, that 47 might move to you know, 55, 60. And that's yeah. six out of 10 people working at home. Not, not the, the old a mortar, I was, telling, I was telling a couple of my friends this because they always ask me like what I do. And I said, the old brick and mortar business might be going away where we're just working remotely. You know, you're seeing it in colleges a lot now. A lot, a lot of you, they cut all the colleges. Everyone's doing it remotely. I'm, I'm afraid the old brick and mortar of a college might go away too. And it might be the same thing for a business. Well, yeah. well you're absolutely, I, I actually had a chapter of, about that in, in my book. Um, and, and well, I, I talked about the, the collapse of retail brick and mortar, but certainly, um, there are universities and colleges that are, are really struggling. I mean, tuition just got ridiculously high. Um, the, 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 that, you know, going through four years of education, and that was your lifetime education, uh, that was going away. It became a lifetime of education after that. Uh, there were different paths to get there. It wasn't about degrees. It was about badges. Those were all, you know, that was that linear path to an exponential curve that you heard about. And what, uh, you know, what's happened is the, the COVID-19 had just abruptly threw everybody into that mix. So I, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't be surprised that there's a number of uh, colleges and universities and, and school systems that were tinkering on the edge uh, that will go away the same way um, that brick and mortar real, retail. Now, it's not going to be completely. There's still, there's still an experience. People still want to meet. Uh, we're not quite at that point where... Um, virtual, literally virtual, not just working remote, but that virtual experience is is going to be mainstream yet until we can get the goggles that 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 aren't quite so intrusive. Uh, but that they, you know, that's coming. I mean, it it literally is coming. I mean, it, to consider that an event like Sherm Talent, and it looks very likely that that even Sherm the Sherm Annual Conference, the largest HR conference in the world, um, is going to go virtual. Or remote, and they say they, they say it's virtual, but it's 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 a little bit more remote than virtual. Um, but it won't be long until we're going to have you know holograms of of, of us, um, <laughs> you know, speaking and performing. Um, you know, I mean, for for those of us who grew up in a world where face to face and personal contact was was uh, real. Um, you know, there's still going to be a need for that. We still, we, you know, social distancing is certainly exposed uh, loneliness, but. In part, that might be due to the people being uncomfortable with technology. Have, have, has maybe you're conducting those surveys now, but is is that part of the equation, Mike? Yes, that's a definite huge part of this equation. Um, you know, that's a great point. Where where I'm finding they they just never had to use these certain tools as much or maybe as often that they do now, and it, it's becoming a huge part of their, their job. Um, I talked to a lot of teachers out there too, where a, a big thing with education 
a big thing with Gallup is education. And we, we talk with a lot of teachers and, you know, they were never trained on this. My wife's a teacher. She had to spend the, her first couple of days doing this virtual learning, just learning how to get everything set up in a virtual classroom. So, and that's, that's in the business world too. So yes, I, I think it's um, a big part of, a big part of the transition. It, it's it's shocking and disappointment disappointing because um, there are you know quite a few teachers that are connected with me on on or, or in family, and one of the problems is that that there's a lot of schools, a lot of people, individuals, and, and maybe it's thanks to the parents either found ways that their kids could uh, have remote learning. Uh, and, and certainly that's going to change a whole generation that they just spent two, three, four months uh, on virtual, on, on remote learning, re- virtual remote uh, learning. And, and so they're already doing this to some degree, but now that's going to be the routine. But there are school systems, some local, um, some just people that I know, that are not allowing their teachers to use any interactive um, technology. Oh they can't God. use Zoom. They're, they're literally, they cannot use Zoom or, and I'm not recommending just Zoom, but they cannot use an interactive. It's literally just either audio or one way. It's, it's just showing slides and having, or Mm -hmm. recording it. They're not allowing any interaction. That's insane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I don't know any other word to describe it, but (laughs) I bet you there's people having conversations about this all, all the time now, but just think of the transformation or, or as we like to say, Ira, the shift that hits the school board's yeah, plan. Shift at the plan, I mean, for sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, do they have budget to go digital? Can they raise revenue and can they sell their school brick and mortar because they're not going to be using it? Like, it's incredible the vast array of questions that it's like for every question you, you ask, there's mm-hmm. six or 17 of them behind it. The rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect everybody. Hey, uh, well, we always know this goes fast, and here we are about halfway through already. Uh, and we got uh, we got a pretty active chat board, so we want to come back and at least address some of those. Or it uh, looks like we might have to may- – maybe, Keith, you and I just do a Q&A after this. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a lot of good questions here. Uh, but you are listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. we got our guest, Mike Clark from Gallup, uh, having a great conversation about – uh, what you know? What's ahead? Uh, what are some of the, the challenges that we're experiencing? Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to hear from our sponsors, Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions. So stay right where you are. We'll be back in just about two minutes. Hi, everyone. This is Ira Wolf, author of Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. I'm excited to announce that my online course, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter, is open for business. This course is the culmination of a two-year-long project and releases recruiting tips I've learned after hundreds of hours of research, speaking with thousands of conference attendees, and interviews with dozens of experts. It's all available to you in Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. To receive more information or get started, visit our website at www.successperformancesolutions.com and click on the tab, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. Imagine how your company would grow if your candidate experience earned a 99% approval rating. Well, to get to 99%, you need the three best letters in recruitment technology, XOR. Zor's text bots, chat bots, and audio bots increased IKEA's candidate conversion rate 455%. Zor decreases candidate drop-off rates, improves your candidate experience, and collects analytics for future strategies. 
To learn more, check out Zor.ai. That's XOR.ai. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. We have got a rock star show today. Uh, we've got Mike Clark from the Gallup organization. And uh, w- uh, even during the break, it was like, wow, this is going like super fast. Uh, so we've, we've got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, I know there's a, a whole bunch of chats. I appreciate everybody that's calling in, Rhea, George, Apollo, Juno. Uh, we've got some great questions. Uh, if we can't get to all those questions, we'll try to weave those in. Uh, uh, Keith and I, during the break, said uh, maybe we, we can do a follow-up. So if anybody's interested in doing it, uh, we can do a live session, a more interactive session. Just let us know. You can go up to the Geek Skeezers Googleization website or subscribe to uh, googleizationnation.com, and uh, we'll Put some together so we, we hope to get to those and uh, certainly uh, keep those questions coming uh, because we will get back to you one way or the other um, Mike um, you sent a great document out about some of the things Gallup was doing uh, about leading through time so I thought this was a great question I put this out on uh, LinkedIn as well and, and Twitter um, is, is what what do employees want and need and I know Gallup's done a bunch of research on this what are some of the things that um, that employees and uh, are, are looking for now? Because that's going to have a huge effect on employee engagement, which is how you were originally booked for the show uh, months ago. <laughs> we were going to talk about employee engagement, which is already suffering in, in the workplace. So, um, you know, what are some of the things that, that employers, organizations can do, do to take advantage of this time and work on um, what, you know, meet the needs of employers, or employees. Yeah, and that, that's an interesting difference of what it, what, what it used to be and what it is now. So talking with a bunch of clients each day, there's been an evolution shift, and I don't know exactly when it happened, maybe 10, 10 years ago, but people definitely want a purpose. They, they want a development plan. They want a coach versus a boss. Here's a big one. They want ongoing conversations versus that annual review. I mean, everyone's always uh, me. Me as a business leader and you as uh, people as executives, doing those annual reviews are the old way of doing things. Ongoing conversations are a big key. They want to be managed by their strengths and not their weaknesses, and they want people to be concerned with their life, not the not just their job. So. Back in the day, even when I first started working, it was all about the paycheck, right? Hey, what are we getting paid? Now it's about the purpose. Back before, it was about satisfaction. Now it's about my development. Does, does a company have a development plan for me? What, okay, if I, do something, if I do really well for the next three or four years, where am I going to be? What, what's going to happen? And what I'm finding in, in those organizations that don't have a development plan for their, let's say, star employees or even the employees they want to keep – the, the, people are just leaving the company, you know, turnover, uh, going to a better position. Um, and then the big key is moving from the boss to my coach. Like even at Gallup, we preach what we say. Uh, we don't have any bosses or managers. They're called go-tos. And those go-tos actually are part of, they do the same responsibility that I do, 
but they um, basically they have skin in the game. I'm, I'm trying to say, and then but they they also give me a lot of uh, advice when I have someone to go and talk to about a certain client, things like that. So those are the big things, and I think flexibility is interwoven in all of this. When I'm when I'm talking to clients and employees, the the flexibility of um, back in the day, you had to punch the clock. You know, you were there from seven o'clock to five o'clock. You weren't allowed to do anything, and you punched out for lunch and things like that. Those days are gone in this business world. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough when I was taking my kids to school, I could take them, drop them off the bus and get them off in the morning. I didn't have to worry about big brother. If I went out shopping for a half hour during lunch, things like that. So those are the flexibility kind of things. And when I'm talking to clients and, and, uh, it's not going, the CEO's not seeing this, or they think like they have to come to my building to get work done that's probably not a client I'm going to be talking to because they don't even really believe in employee engagement. So those are all kind of things that help um, stir this employee engagement pot, so to speak. And I got to believe that you think of the way the entire employment trends was moving towards companies wanting to create a culture that attracts more employees. I mean, if everyone's going to more and more people are going to be working alone at home, they're going to be inclined to talk to their friends that have jobs working for someone else. And, and the companies that follow Gallup's mindset and, and messaging and, and give freedom and provide growth opportunities, they're going to see a whole bunch of people coming to their, their talent acquisition departments wanting to get jobs because the message is going to spread. It's already happened. And, yeah. It, it, it's already happening. I mean, I'm in the, I mean, for, for most people that know me, I mean, they, they know me from my book and I actually don't do recruitment. We do recruitment marketing, um, but I'm in the hiring business. I mean, and so a, a couple of weeks ago, I was just expecting that the phone would stop ringing, the emails would stop coming in. And I've been busy. We've had, we, you know, of course, we work with healthcare, um, a couple of the industries, healthcare, even manu- some of the manufacturings work with DOD, some of the defense contractors, um, you know, manufacturers who have switched their products. Um, I'm busy. There's actually a lot of companies that are hiring distribution, manufacturing, um, you know, certainly the, the big names that are out there. But there's, um, you know, a lot of the health services, uh, some of the public sectors, um, they're still going strong. So the economy has been affected, but it hasn't been stopped. And there are people, I'm getting notices from people on LinkedIn and emails. Hey, please, I I just wanted to let you know that I'm changing jobs. And uh, my first question is, was this planned? I'd say half of them was, it just happens to be the timing. The other is people are leaving their jobs during this time period. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Ira, I wanted to kind of add, I know know both you and Keith know, know recruiting really well. And um, I'm talking on the front end, you know, it's a very small part of Gallup, but we do do a select selection and talent assessment. But one of the things that I'm, that I'm seeing some companies do, and we're still a good 20 years away from this, but Gallup actually does do this. We do that strength assessment and we actually build a job description around that person's strengths. So if we really like someone on the front end, we actually design a job around that. It's a, it's a very forward thinking and, I'm not saying it's going to work for every company. It probably wouldn't. But when you get to some of these technology companies are actually thinking like that, where, hey, we really like this candidate. Let's build a job description around their talents and their strengths. 
that's where we're going to get somewhere. That's where you're going to have a highly engaged person because that's what they did here me at, at Gallup. And I will tell you, I had some great jobs beforehand. I was never engaged like this because they, they build a job description around my strengths. So I, I get to do what I, what I like to do every day. Um, is it great every day? No, it's not great every day, but it, I'm, I'm engaged a lot more than I was at any prior job. So I don't know if, if, if you ever saw that out there or other companies are doing that, but I yeah. just thought it was a very forward thinking. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it on on the, you know, on the wide scale. I mean, certainly I've been an advocate. I've been in this. I've had my own business for 25 years. And, you know, part of that was always doing a job analysis. And they were pretty basic, but they were they were understanding, you know, what needs to be done. And and, you know, how and it's not as much, you know, one is the assessment of people. Do they have the basic skills? If, if there's technical skills that are required, if there's licensing required, if there's a certain degree amount of experience, then those haven't changed. But of how people actually approach the work and how they fit in the culture is huge. And that's what you're talking about. So there, there are companies that can doing it, but there wasn't an urgency to do it. And there was probably, I would say, not only not an urgency, there was probably a resistance to getting it done. But I, I know I like you, Mike, you know, right away because uh, what Last night, I responded to a question, and there was a, a question put out as, what can job seekers do now to find jobs? And there was somebody on the chat had this as well. Uh, and the challenge, most of the responses were, you know, network, stay positive, um, you know, clean up your resume. It's like, give me a break. Um, mine was learn how to, you know, go on and practice. How do you do a, a good interview on a camera? You know, um, you know, you got to look into the camera and you can't stumble over your words. How do you have a professional, you know, appearance? But the other thing was, how does the individual and this is sort of the flip side of what you were saying is, is I took it from how does the individual identify what their skills are and how would those skills add value to the company? And and, that's, and and I think what companies are doing is they're looking at this, you know, saying, listen, you've got the background, you got the degree, you got the experience. I, I know you can do the work, but we want more than that. We want to make sure you're engaged when you're doing the work. We, we want to make sure you're you're in, you fit into the culture. Um, have you know, and this is a word out to everybody that's thinking they need to look for another career or job. They don't like their, their current employer. Figure out how your skills will add value to the companies you want to apply for. Yeah. I, yeah, 150% agree with you. And uh, I don't want to get on my soapbox, <laughs> but I mean, that, that, that is our thing with strengths. I mean, finding your strengths, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Mine's individualization, achiever, competition, focus, context. Before I took that assessment, I had no idea why I loved biographies, why I really like people's stories. That's my context in me. I, I like to know if people went left versus right, where their life would have ended up. These are all things that I never knew what, ha what they all meant. When I took the assessment, I'm not going to just say it changed my business life, but it changed my relationship skills with my wife, my family, my friends. I know where people are coming from. So when they're going out for a job interview or they're thinking about doing a certain job, does it play to your strengths and what are your strengths? And also on the flip side, kind of know what your weaknesses are. You know, you've been talking about technology a little bit. A lot of my weaknesses is, is technology. So working remotely, I've had to learn how to deal with my weakness of technology. So um, in knowing that, and I'm not saying bring that up in an interview, of course, but knowing that in the back of your back of your mind, like, okay, am, am I going to be dealing with my weaknesses every day? Maybe this isn't a job that I can really be successful at. 
So. And, and for anybody in a role like that, including yourself, I mean, now's a great time to do that because everybody's fumbling around. Just turn on the news. I mean, there's people that clearly don't have a, uh, don't understand how to use technology. So there's going to be a grace period where we're learning how to use the technology is going to be oh, acceptable. Everybody's going to give you a lot of leeway uh, to be able to do it. The problem is, is once we ramp up, ramp up again, it's going to be a required skill. No one's right. going to want to bring you in to train you. You better figure it out now. And there's a million courses how to use Zoom. Um, you know, almost every university, college, coach, consulting company is offering free seminars, free learning packages. Uh, figure it out now because the uh, that yeah. rope, that, that extra rope you got in a in, in couple of months from now is not going to be there. And it's ironic that you mentioned that because just today we had a team meeting and that was one of our, our goals was, Hey, find something that like, I'm not great with Excel. So I'm actually going to take an Excel class. And this is a great time to do it. Cause we have a little bit of downtime. I'm not saying we're not, we're, we are busy. We're just not as super busy as we've been in the past, but this is the time to do it because you're right. And in three, three, six months, you, we're not going to have any uh, technology curve. So to be, to get caught up. So yeah, I'll, I'll put a, a shameless plug in because I can't because it's my it's my show. Uh, we actually have a, a, an e learning package, and uh, for for it, for someone like yourself, um, there's actually a free trial. You can go up and and sign up, and um, it has to be for a company. You can't be an individual, but uh, which I'm sure we'd be happy to get Gallup on it. Uh, you know, even if it's only for yeah. two weeks. Uh, but basically, uh, there are Excel programs in there. So that micro learning programs. These are, uh, you know, SCORM approved. And uh, they're all like each segment. This is not sitting down for three hours and, you know, watching one program. They're all micro learning programs. So, but but all the all the technology programs, there's uh, like a thousand software programs that are available to, to learn. So uh, even, you know, a small company like me has something to, to offer there. If, if anybody's interested, Jen, just let me know. Hey, Mike, I want to cover a couple things here. One is for people that are interested, um, uh, so we don't forget this, they can go, they can complete a strength finders. It's worth the investment. They can go up to the Gallup uh, site and um, just just search for strength finders uh, or just yeah, do a Google search for strength finders. It'll show up there. So, And at some point, I, I did text Keith just a few minutes ago, but if you want to put my email address on the chat, I, I have no problem helping people out if, if they if they run into a situation or they can't find it, but yeah, for nineteen ninety nine, you're gonna nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. I should say you're not gonna find another assessment for twenty dollars. That's gonna give you your strengths. And I mean, I, we use it in different. My, my stepson was trying to decide on what college to go to, what major to do. I mean, there's a lot of different avenues you can kind of take this down with with your strengths and and be a productive uh, either in your job or in personally in your life. Yeah. And, and I would always say this. I mean, I've been familiar. I mean, I'm in the assessment business, so I've been familiar with strength finders for a long time. In fact, I, I wanted to pull it up before the show just to compare our, our traits, Mike. Um, and and I, I, it's buried on one of my drives. But what I do, what I do encourage people, the one thing that I always struggle with strength finders is that people focus on their strengths. And this is buried in your footnotes is you can't ignore your weaknesses because a lot of times it's the weaknesses that trip you up. Um, you, you may be really good at what you do, but if you have one weakness that, um, you know, that's your, that's your vulnerability, that's your Achilles heel. So you have to at least know what they are. You don't have to, to make them your strength, but you have to at least know what they are. So, Hey, go ahead, Mike. Hey, Hey, Ira, I had, I had two stats that I really wanted to get out there that you know, this might cause some, some talk in the, uh, chat rooms, but 
Number one, um, we do have a book out there. It's called It's the Manager, Top Five on Amazon. But I will. I don't want to give the whole summary away. But this is the big the big takeaway from this. Seventy percent of all employee engagement is directly influenced by your frontline manager. So the old adage that people leave managers, they don't leave their company is exactly true. And this is 70 years of research from Gallup. So that number can't be distributed, disputed. I mean, that, that is an active number. So 70% of your employee engagement is directly influenced by your frontline manager. That could, we could talk a whole hour on that, but Mm -hmm. basically what that means is make sure you get good managers in because they're, they're the frontline people helping your, your employees out. So that's number one. And then number two is only 33% of the U S population is actively engaged at their current workplace. So only three out of 10 people are actively engaged at their, at their current work. That doesn't mean that all, you know, all 70% is, is looking for jobs. It just means they're not, they're not actively engaged. They're not going that extra mile um, to, to work with their, their present employer. So those two statistics are very indicative of what's going on. And, and honestly, if we can move that 30% to even 40 or 50% of engaged employees, we're going to see a much higher GDP, a much higher productivity in the, in the U S especially. So I kind of just wanted to get those stats out because those are very important. Uh, well, they are, and and I and I know Keith and I recite, you know, we repeat that, especially the thirty percent, only thirty percent are are engaged, actively engaged uh, on a regular basis. We we talk about that all the time, and just uh, you know, a lot of the things that I'm doing about how companies need to get back to work. Uh, a lot of frontline managers, uh, even if even if they were good managers on a technical basis, they are not prepared to bring people back who are suffering, who are stressed, who are anxious, um, who are grieving, who are traumatized. Um, when when business resumes, there's gonna be a lot of people, you know, and I, and I say this quote unquote, damaged people that are gonna come back. Um, there's gonna be a lot of worries about their kids, their families, they might've lost loved ones. Um, this is the time to prepare those managers to be able to do that, which which goes into something else. And I'm just going to recite these because we, we couldn't we, we just don't have enough time to talk about them. Um, but you sent me a document that talked about the needs of followers or the needs of employees and 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 how you need to address those is trust, stability, compassion and hope. That's trust, stability, compassion, and hope. We've talked a lot about uh, compassion. Um, uh, in fact, we've got a quiz you can take uh, where you fall on the uh, the kindness, compassion scale. So, uh, which is kindquiz.com forward slash GGG. That's kind, K-I-N-D, quiz.com forward slash GGG. Thanks to Aaron Michelson, uh, one of our, our former guests on that. And trust. Uh, and I'm working with a good friend of mine, Dr. Chuck Coker, and uh, we've got a trust questionnaire. It's just come out. Um, had nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> it just came out. And it looks at things like transparency and relatability and predictability. It's free. It's free for now. It won't be forever, but it is free for now. So uh, anybody's interested, please um, contact me on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, you can also go up to the geekskeezersgoogleization.com site. Uh, Mike, um, how can people get a hold of you other than going to Gallup? How can they get in touch with you directly? Yeah, I mean, the, the best way is it's, it's it, email is always the best, and I can, I'll can i give you that out. It's, it's Mike, M-I-K-E underscore Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E at Gallup.com. And Gallup is G-A-L-L-U-P.com. So uh, feel free to... Uh, 
to contact me directly. We're a very open organization. Um, one thing with Gallup is we're very flat. You know, uh, there's not a lot of layers. There's there's one layer and then it goes right to the CEO. So that's one thing I like uh, about Gallup that it's been very, when we need to get something changed, we, we can get a change. It's not going through the bureaucratic corporations that, uh, that some of these corporations have. So yeah, feel free to reach out. Um, most of my duties are strengths, but I do a lot of employee engagement. We have a Q12 employee engagement survey out there that is, is, a, is a hot button for us as well. So feel free to reach out. Yeah, and, and you had some excellent questions there. In fact, I, I posted one of them. Um, I'm just I'm just looking for it here. But it was uh, I, I said this is a great question that every every manager, employer, CEO, uh, general manager should be asking. If you if if how would your employees respond to? I feel well prepared to do my job, especially now. I mean, what, what a great question. And that's just part of that. So appreciate it, Mike. Um, as, as we said earlier, uh, we got a lot to cover and we do. We're definitely going to have you back. <laughs> we're, we're definitely right, going to do more it. of these. So, hey, hey, thanks very much. Uh, Keith, you got like 30 seconds to. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Mike shared mind. a document. <laughs> Mike shared. Mike, thank you so much. Very, very glad to have you on the show. Uh, we're going to share. I'm going to share that document you gave us on my LinkedIn post. Mm-hmm. For people that are go- looking to go to a tried and true organization like Gallup as it relates to COVID-19, uh, there's a lot of great information about culture and engagement and, uh, and responsiveness. So thanks for sharing. No uh, another great conversation, dude. Another great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for for those who uh, we didn't get to your questions, uh, I'm very serious. Uh, contact uh, Keith. Uh, Keith Compagna or myself, Ira Wolf, uh, please, uh, you know, check us out on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, go up to our, our websites, KeithCompagna.com or super or IraWolf.com. Um, just send us a message and say, Hey, I want you to answer my question. Uh, we'll be happy to do that. Uh, or we'll both do it. And, uh, if you're interested in doing a webinar, let us know or a live stream, not a webinar, but a live stream, uh, where we can have some interaction with, with all of you, but we do appreciate, uh, all the chat questions. Um, Again, another show from Geek Skeezers and Googleization. I want to thank everyone who listened and participated. Uh, don't forget to go to googleizationnation.com. You can sign up for future shows and follow-ups. Uh, and remember to go to join.googleizationnation.com for my book. Uh, Keith and I always want to know what's going on. We want to, th- and uh, so keep in touch. Uh, thanks again to Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions. Don't forget to join us each and every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY.com, where you can listen to our almost uh, 80-plus podcasts on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, iHeart, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next week, the next episode of Geek Skeezers and Googleization, this is Ira Wolf and Keith Compagna. Don't let the shift hit your plans. (laughs) 